How many are excited for a better year than last year? How many believe you can have a better year than last year, right? And that's promises that we have in Scripture, as even at the video shows. You just put one foot in front of the other toward God, He meets you there. Every step we take toward Him, it's faith to faith, glory to glory. Amen? I want to lay out some really basic things, and I'm promising you these, you know, as a pastor, you're going to be like, every Sunday is, you know, a do not miss. But these times in January are special. The way that we commit and devote ourselves to God and we seek Him and we pursue Him, not just as a church, but as an individual, these January uh, things are really important. So I want to lay out a couple basics, and then we'll get into some more strategy stuff the next couple weeks. But I believe what you do now will make a difference in July. What you do now will make a difference in your September. Amen. Matthew 6.33, we all know this scripture. This is the New Living Translation. It says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. You could say it or break it down like this. This is how you're called to live. It's seek God in everything, and he'll give you everything. If we seek God in everything that we do, he'll give you everything that you need. Everything that you need that fully satisfies you is in God. Amen. So it's easy for us to say, oh, I want the next house. I want the next car. I want the next thing. I want the... We've all been in those places where the next relationship, the next, we've all been in those places where those don't fully satisfy, but going after God and connecting with all the things that God has for you, when you, when you meet God there, everything else that you really are looking for is, is in that. Seek God in everything and everything else will be added unto you. Amen. It just lines up. The problem is I think many of us have Christ, as Christians, we do this. Many of us don't seek God. We instead tolerate the ways and the things of God. We go, I really want to live my life like this. These are the things that entertain me. These are the things that satisfy me. These are the things that I fleshly want to do. But God said that we got to do this over here. And so we like, we just, all right, we better let God be a part of what we're doing because we should. Amen. So, oh, so we better do church. I say, well, oh, I can't do Saturday prayer and 21 days of fasting because I got to do my thing. Amen. Oh, he's asking us to do 21 days of prayer. I guess we better go do that. We tolerate instead of seeking. When you seek something, you're looking for it until it's found. What we do as Christians is we say, oh, Lord, I'm seeking you. And we come to a place and God is here and we do it and then we walk away. And we're okay if we got something or didn't get something. You don't really... Amen. Seeking is obnoxious. It can be very obnoxious. My son is obsessed. He's very particular and he's like, he knows uh, details about just, he just knows details about things. Like you almost think he's making it up until all of a sudden he proves himself right. He's like, dad, we got to go get a lightning McQueen, da, 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 da kind. And I'm like, there's not one of those kind. And then at Meyer, he's like, see, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and so he, so he's very particular about all these cars and he loses them, right? He's like, dad, I want the lightning McQueen lightning bolt paint scheme from cars two and a half only released in Japan. I'm like, buddy, I don't, so he'll lose it. And can I tell you something? He seeks until he finds because it matters to him. It's in his heart. It's on his mind. Are you with me? We seek like this. Oh, I should probably find that. No, I didn't find it. And then you're set. No, to truly seek is you seek until you find. It's on your heart. It's in your mind. So when we're talking about seeking God, it's not this, oh, God, I seek you. 
I guess I better let you be a part of what I'm doing. It's no, I'm pursuing you. You are what I'm doing. And if we can live like that this year, everything else falls into place. Amen. God first in all things. God first in all things. Seek is to pursue, not to just accommodate. Oh, yeah, God wants to be a part of this. How can we make him fit in this? Because I'm doing it my own way. Are you with me? And, and I'm not here to beat sheep or, or, or do anything like that because we all fall into these temptations of, oh, yeah, we, we better accommodate God in this. We better, no, if we're seeking him first, all the other things work themselves out anyway. So God first in all things, in our time, our calendar, our talent, our money, even the words that we speak, the friendships we have, it has to be God first. And so in my next 10 minutes, I just want to share with you two things that we're going to devote ourselves to, that we're going to seek God in, in this month of January and, and really into the rest of the year. But there's two really important things when you think about the beginning of the year. And the first thing we want to look at is this thing called the law of first things. We preach it every January. It just matters. What you do with your first matters to God. Heaven's eye watches what we do with our first things. And for those of you that aren't connecting the dots, you're in your first month of the year. It's the first month and it's the new year. So God is watching to see how we're setting up this year. So the first of anything is important to God. It's called the law of the first things. Anytime something is mentioned or happens for the first time, it has great significance to God. God calls the first thing the devoted thing, meaning the first thing is the thing that belongs to him. So this year, the beginning of the year, we want to we come to God and we want to say, God, this year is devoted to you. And so we're going to do 21 days of prayer and we're going to fast. And I'm going to talk about how that's going to work in just a minute. But we're going to say, God, we want you to see that our heart is devoted and this year is devoted to you. That's why in scripture, you see them mention things like the first fruits of your increase. So when you have an increase in your life, when, when you have a paycheck or when you have an increase, what you do, the first of it is devoted to God. You see in scripture, the firstborn is always mentioned to God. Why? Because God watches what we do with our first. You even see the first time, uh, the first uh, born of animals. God literally looks down at the, the offspring of, of animals and he says, what you do with your first matters. We know in scripture, first time sexually matters to God. Why? Because the first of everything, God sees it as devoted. It's the committed thing to him. Are you with me? So the first of anything represents the total. If you commit your first, God sees it as a devoted total. And so that's where I'm saying the beginning of the year, we got to sit down and we got to say, God, I'm committing to you. I'm, I'm seeking you in the beginning because I want this to set up my total year. Amen. That's why when we tithe in scripture, you give your first 10%. God sees the rest of your paycheck as committed to him. Does that make sense? It's devoted. It's in covenant. It's, it's under God's hand. Uh, so the first represents total. It's like when we give of our first, it's like we're giving all. Amen. It's, it's a devoted thing. That's why I think about this. Church is on the first day of the week because God is saying this. If you come in and you commit yourself to me in the beginning, I'll see the rest of it as devoted and blessed. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to pursue him all the other days. But it's the principle here of, God, I'm arranging my life, all that you've given me, all that you've provided me. I'm putting it in a position to say, God, you first, and God sees it as devoted. Amen? He can look at your schedules and say, look, I know you got work. I know you got soccer. I know you got dance class. I know you got all of these things. But if you give me this first, I can bless the rest. It matters. It's why, and we'll talk about it in our goals the next couple of weeks. That's why it matters that we come to church. 
Obviously, I'm the pastor, and I love to see people come to church. But it's not just for my own. It's because I know it matters. When we commit ourselves, God does something with it. Amen. If you give the first, it represents the total. What we do with the first determines what happens with the rest. God sees our first as the root that governs the rest. Amen. I know many people, they move into a home. They build a house or they buy a house and they get in there and they pray over it. So oh, that sounds religious. Oh, that's just like a, no, it's, it's a heart saying, God, I'm devoting this to you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Romans chapter 11, verse 16. It says, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. We got to make sure at the core of everything, we're saying, God, you first. I know this is really practical. But if we can get this mindset of, you know what, it's my first day on a new job or it's my first day at work in the new. If you start saying, God, I want these roots to be holy, you're going to be pretty amazed with what those branches look like later in the year. It's not by your own might. It's not by your own hand. But it's by saying, God, we seek you first. We're believing Matthew 6.33 that says if we seek you and put you first, everything else will be added unto us. We just got to do it. And and again, I I know I get up here and and it can be repetitive at the beginning of every year, but it's a promise that we have of God. It's literally us saying, okay, God, we did our part. And then we get to watch God do our part. It's a pretty good person to watch do his part. Amen. And so the trouble is if our first falls into anything else, we lose the devotion, the committed, the blessing. When we make sure our first goes into a new house or the right neighborhood or an upgraded car or the next vacation, if we make sure all of those things are taken care of first and we devote nothing to God, then we lose the blessing covering. Amen. That's why we got to sit down and say, God, you first here. I'm choosing you. This is the devoted thing. These roots are holy. And then watch the branches grow and prosper. Abraham actually lived this out. We know the story of Abraham, uh, his son. He said, God says from heaven, hey, take your son, your only son, your, whom you love. Take him and go sacrifice him and, uh, and give me of your first. And Abraham had a choice to make. He knew if I sow my son, if I'm obedient to God, God will use me to birth great nations. But if I hold on to my first thing, I will forfeit my destiny. Do you know we do the same thing when we hold on to our first We say, God, I don't want to devote this to you. God, I want to keep this thing. We forfeit the destinies and the assignments that God is trying to do through that first that we devote. It matters, you guys. It matters so much that we go to him and we say, God, what do you want to do? How do you want to use me? And then we devote it to him. And then notice this. Matthew 6.33 gets lived out in his life. The scripture says he obediently is, is willing to make the sacrifice. Heaven stops him and says, hey, hey, don't kill your son. Don't hold up. And the scripture says that a ram was provided for him in the thicket. There's another sacrifice was was offered for him. And it says it's the first time in scripture we heard that God was called Jehovah Jireh, my provider. What is this story trying to tell us? If you're obedient with your first, God becomes your provider. But we go, oh, no, 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 God, let me handle this. Right? We've heard the whole thing that says God can do more. When we give him our nine, when we give him our 10% and you have nine, God can do more in that than if you tried to do it all 100%, right? right? We just got to trust him. It's literally the scripture showing us that he becomes our provider when we trust him with our first. So I'm not trying to give you a book because we think it'll entertain you. I'm not trying to be like, oh, we should write some goals. That would be a good. What I'm trying to do is get all of us to say, God, here's how we're devoting our first to you to see the rest blessed. We want the roots to be holy because we want the branches to grow holy. Amen. 
And so it matters. And then one of the things that I think couples our devotion really well is fasting. Uh, for those of you that might not have a lot of experience with fasting, uh, fasting you see in Scripture, uh, and, and we'll go through all the ways. I'll go real quick. Uh, but all the different ways in Scripture you can see a, a food fast. There's different kinds of food fasts. There's entertainment fasts. Uh, we'll go through what some of those look like. But fasting is saying, God, I'm pushing aside some of these things to make room for more of you. They're saying, God, I'm setting aside all of these because I want to make connection. It's sacrifice that I'm making because I want more intimacy with you. It's not this magic potion of like, if you, you know, we do this and we make this, and then we'll trick God into more, of God, right? It's not that. It's saying, hey, I push all of these things aside. I'm going to push all this because I want to experience more of you. Have you ever been in your house? You're trying to have quality time and the TV's on and the dog's going crazy and all this, and you just go, oh my gosh, hold on turn that off, get those dogs out here, tell the dogs to go play on the highway. You know, it's like, you're just like, get them. Some of you, amen, some of you know. Uh, not my dogs, I love my dogs wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you, you go, what do you do? You say, I gotta get all of this stuff out of the way because I don't wanna miss this. Are you understand what I'm saying? That's what fasting does too. It's saying, hey, I'm taking a season. I got to put, put, and this is all good stuff. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with eating a cheeseburger, right? Amen. But I'm saying, put, put all this stuff, best amen of the day for a cheeseburger. <laughs> put all this away. I'm putting all this away because I desire to be in this moment. I just, are you with me? Yeah. And so fasting, again, it's not like, hey, I need to teach you a new religious tradition. We, we got to do more. No, this is powerful. These are holy moments. These are things that God instructs us to do uh, because he wants to participate with us. Amen. Fasting begins with a desire for a deeper intimacy with God. It's a secret, I believe, to opening doors, miracles, and God's favor in your life. We'll see throughout scripture where people have chosen to go on fast and it opened doors. It brought breakthrough in their life. Again, it's not a genie in a bottle. It's not, oh, we got to get God to do something. Let's go do a fast. It's saying, God, I want more of you. And then God, as he promises, as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. I've seen people have miracle offerings break through, church buildings given to them, healings, finances. You've heard them preach here. Sean Jazik, who's preached here before, they, they were done. They were settled. They could never have kids. It, it was over. They tried all that they could. And they went on a 21-day fast, not even believing for the opportunity to have a child. Got pregnant, had a, a, a child, went on to have another child after that. God knew the desire of their heart in a fast. Are you with me? It just happens. It's incredible stuff. Uh, most of us would say we wouldn't be content with another year like last year. Well, let's make room. Let's make space. Let's push some things aside so we can see God do some incredible things. I believe God has assignments and he has things he wants to release to us. Let's push things away so that we can discover what those are so that he can speak. Amen. It's more than just skipping food. It's refraining from something for spiritual purpose. We say, well, I better skip food or I better skip TV or I better skip. It's, it's, it's our mind. It's, it's refraining from things for spiritual encounters, for spiritual purpose. It matters. Amen. Amen. Solomon said three things create, uh, these things create a three chord fold. He's talking about how those three things can't be broken. Is it possible that he was alluding to prayer and fasting and giving? Just live in this lifestyle of prayer and fasting and generosity. Could it be? That's why Mark chapter 4 verse 8 talks about the 30-fold, the 60-fold, the 100-fold blessing. Are those linked? The Hebrew mind always looks at, hey, what does that mean? The three-chord. Could it be that those are linked together as well, that our blessing is tied to 
these things. You see in scripture in the book of Matthew that there was a demon-possessed boy. In an earlier chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 10, you see Jesus gave the disciples all authority. So he said, you got all authority to heal, drive out demons, do all these things. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 20, uh, they couldn't do it. So you're picking up the story. They couldn't drive out the demon out of this young boy. And so Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. We love that as Christians, right? We pray that, oh, I've got my faith and I'm going to tell that mountain to go from here to here. But we actually forget the, the part right after that in verse 21 when it says, however, this kind does not go out, but by prayer and fasting. We've just let fasting go away, but it should be just as much attached to however we use our faith. God, I'm, I'm using my faith here. I'm setting things aside. I'm pushing away distractions because I believe that you can move mountains. I believe that you can drive things out of my life that have been holding me back. Amen. Jesus knew that some supernatural things will be unlocked only through fasting and prayer. Jesus modeled fasting for us. If Jesus fasts, how many know we should be fasting? If we're to be like Christ, it's important for us to do what Christ did. He went on a 40-day fast. Now, I'm not calling a 40-day fast. You, you have to use discernment in how God's calling you into a fast. But a 40-day fast. We know that Moses was on a 40-day fast when he got the Ten Commandments. So think about that. He, he, he literally received uh, how we're called to live, the divine, you know, the law. He's literally receiving uh, because he put himself in position on a fast. We know that Esther saved all of her people, the scripture says, because she went on a fast before she went in to see the king. We also see uh, that Hannah, who was unable to have children, was on a fast when she had Samuel. All of these breakthroughs throughout scripture you see happen through fasting. And I'm not saying, again, it's a genie in a bottle. It's this perfect potion that we can pour on things. But if we're truly seeking him, if we're truly saying, I have a God whom I love, who I care to give my life and serve, then you would pursue in such a way that you even push away things to make more room for him. Right. There's types of fast in scripture. You see Jesus, Joshua, and Moses went on 40-day fast. You see Daniel went on a 21-day fast. Paul did a 21-day and a three-day. Peter did a three-day fast. So we're just calling as a church for a 21-day fast. We just, for 21 days, starting today, and it'll end on our last Sunday, uh, here, right here. In the, so you can decide if you want to go home and eat lunch. Maybe you already have something in the crock pot. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but you decide. You go and decide whatever it's going to be. Uh, maybe for some of you, uh, you got to really look at what it could be. Uh, and just be prayerful and thinking. I'm talking about big things like the word coffee. I don't know why people are laughing. It's possible. But maybe for you, you say, you know, I'm in a position with my health that can't really be a kind of food thing. Okay, well, what else is it? Is it a Netflix thing? Is it a sports thing? Is it a <laughs> Mountain Dew? Hey, get behind me saying, oh. <laughs> and uh, I currently have no Mountain Dew at my home, so we're in the wilderness. But, uh, but uh, what is it? What is it? What is it for you? Is it sports? I know, like, for me, this is kind of the culmination of the ages of sports. It's college basketball and it's the playoffs and it's for me supercross dirt bike race there's all of these things so for me sometimes giving up sports at this time is worse than giving up some kinds of food it, here here's how i want you to think about it is this if it doesn't mean anything to you it doesn't mean anything to god oh lord i'm just fasting asparagus for you 
<laughs> Some of you like asparagus and whatever, but, but that's what I want you to consider. If in your mind right now you're thinking to yourself, oh, I could never fast that, it's probably what you need to fast. Amen? And I'm not, your, I'm not here to be your judge or tell you what it is to be. And, and again, you can start when you get home. You can start tonight. We just, as a church, you know, starting today and then ending in the next Sunday, we're going on a fast. 21 days. We're going to put up scriptures on our social media every single day. We're going to gather every Saturday uh, for prayer. And uh, you decide. I'll close with this, Maddie, if you want to come play. Uh, but I really want you to keep that thought in your mind. If it doesn't mean anything to you, then it doesn't mean anything to God. And here's the other part about fasting. If not combined with the word in prayer, you're just on a diet. Amen. If we're not combining it with reading and worshiping and praying and seeking, then you just have found yourself a diet. A diet may change the way you look, but fasting changes the way you live. A diet may change the way you look, but a fast changes the way you see. That's what we're trying to do in this season. Saying, God, we want to live different. We want to see different. Amen. The whole time you're not eating, think about this, or the whole time you're not watching Netflix, or the whole time you're not watching whatever the thing, the whole time you're not drinking a coffee, God sees that. Think about this as worship. You can be in a 21-day total worship experience by saying, God, here's what I'm devoting. Here's what I'm sacrificing. Whatever you choose to give up becomes total worship to him. Amen. Fasting is about separation. That's what we're saying. We're saying, God, I want to come out. I want to be separate from these things. I don't want to be ensnared in all of these things. I'm separating myself from all these distractions, all these things, because I want intimacy with you. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says this, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit, and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God, or one translation says we reverence God, or one says because we love God. This is why we're coming out and being separate because we want to be clean. We want to be holy. We want to be righteous of all the things that might be becoming idols or gods or false hopes in our life. Are you with me? So this 21-day fast, we're not leaving going like, oh my gosh, I tolerating God. Oh, I can't believe we're starting in 21. He told me to give up coffee. You know, what time does the foundry start next week, right? You know, they're probably fasting too because they love the Lord and it's a great church. Amen. But you know what I'm saying? This isn't like, oh, now we got to. No, we get to. 21 days. We're in a miracle as a church. I can't wait to see what God does. Amen? 110,000 reasons God's going to bless us. And then we're devoting ourselves. We're committing ourselves. We're seeking until we find. You guys better buckle up. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) We're going to pass out helmets on every seat. It's going to get crazy here. Amen. Why don't you stand? I'll pray for us. And then I got a couple important announcements before you take off. So let me pray and then we'll, we'll continue. God, we love you so much. We're grateful for your word and your ways. Lord, we're thankful for prayer and fasting. Lord, we're thankful for devoting ourselves to you in the beginning of this year, uh, Lord, and throughout the rest of the year. God, I pray that you just give us the boldness. God, to pray big prayers audacious prayers, faith-filled prayers for what you would have us do. God, I pray that as people seek you, Lord, they find everything that they need this year. In Jesus' name.